If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on Earth. All things safe. Representative Gates on safe. Good morning. You are listening to All Things Sane with your host, Representative Jason Sane. Glad to have you listening, watching, however you get us, uh, or you may be getting us later in a podcast. Either way, anyway, we're glad to have you. Uh, We are broadcasting live again this week from the Legislative Building in Raleigh. Uh, But after a long week last week and getting a budget done, the House passed a $30 billion budget, uh, which I am one of the budget writers in the House. Uh, glad to get that behind us. It's been a long time coming. The governor has indicated uh, on Friday morning uh, that he would allow it to become law. I don't know if you can really say allow it, considering we've got supermajorities that can just override him anyway. But he did say that he was not going to veto the budget bill. And so I think in about 10 days, that will become the official law of North Carolina. Uh, in that budget, uh, lots of initiatives that are in there. Medicaid expansion was one of those. Uh, also, a lot of uh, infrastructure projects in and around the Lake Norman area. Uh, Big news for a lot of the uh, representatives and senators that have worked very hard to secure a lot of infrastructure funding, which I think most folks would agree is one, needed, and two, necessary. Uh, We'll let those folks talk about it. I know that uh, Representative Jeff McNeely mentioned a lot of what was going on in Iredell County on his show on Monday, taking care of Iredell. I'm sure Senator Sawyer on Friday will mention a lot of the good things coming as well. I can mention that uh, one, one initiative that we're going to talk about later in the show uh, will be uh, some investment in our community colleges. I'll have Senator Brad Overcash on from Gaston County. Good friend. He is a freshman senator, but far from a freshman, been involved a long time in politics and kind of started ahead of everyone uh, when he joined the legislature after Senator Kathy Harrington left. And uh, he'll be on. We'll talk a little bit about some of the things that we were doing with Gaston College, which impacts uh, Gaston and Lincoln counties for sure and surrounding counties because students come from everywhere. Uh, We'll also have on the show today Joe Boss, who's with the Charlotte Alliance, uh, Charlotte Regional Alliance, I should say. Uh, That is uh, what was formerly known as the Charlotte Chamber, uh, but taking a more regional approach. We'll talk about some of the things and some of the impact the budget will have on the Charlotte region, the greater Charlotte region. So look forward to that. Look forward to having both gentlemen on the show. Uh, You've got me kind of riding solo today in the office, uh, but tons to talk about and to ponder and uh, consider. Uh, As we came back this week, um, we are doing redistricting in the House and Senate. We have a joint meeting today. If you're bored at about four o'clock, you can watch that on YouTube or listen online. Um, It will be uh, really just folks coming in and weighing in on the redistricting process. Uh, I think last night they had a meeting in Hickory as well. Could be at that one, but we'll be at the one today. Um, but it is a chance for the public to give their feedback on redistricting uh, before we go into that process. So stay tuned for that. Again, that'll be at four o'clock. If you don't know how to access the General Assembly, you can go to ncleg.gov. That's ncleg.gov, and you can find the audio and video there, links to that from there. Uh, in the house, we broadcast uh, on YouTube. Uh, live. That's not archived for some reason. I don't know what that reason is, but nevertheless, uh, you can watch it live and uh, a lot of the stations carry it and do archive it. So uh, lots going on. Like I say, getting that budget passed was a a monumental uh, accomplishment for for those that are in the know and understand how long that had taken. We started that process back in January. Uh, Normally have a budget done by July, but as I told uh, people in my district, uh, sometimes it's worth the wait. And for Lincoln County, 
we were able to bring in about $53 million into infrastructure spending, investments in libraries, investments in our public school systems. So it's been it's been a good budget for us. Also investing in our state employees with state pay raises, uh, trying to to you know hedge against some of the inflation uh, that all of us are suffering through. Uh, while while it will never be enough, having been an employee for others, I, I don't know that I ever got a raise, and I thought, well, that's just enough for me. I'm satisfied. But uh, it was a considerable raise for for a lot of our, our state workers, uh, particularly our highway patrol, which uh, I, I dearly uh, appreciate the job that they do. Uh, you know, they risk their lives for us. I know when you're when you're getting that speeding ticket, you're not quite as appreciative. Uh, but uh, but nevertheless, they they do the job that that needs to be done, and it's a dangerous job. And really appreciate them trying to get with parity, uh, trying to reach parity. I think in, as far as pay. Uh, competitive pay with our municipalities and with our counties uh, incredibly important that we, we you know re- recruit the best and if you can't keep your pay up uh, that wouldn't necessarily be what we get so I know those men and women work hard uh, and they do risk their lives each and every day so we're glad to do a pretty big sizable bump for them uh, to get them uh, more competitive uh, and again probably never enough but uh, but we do appreciate them and appreciate all state workers. So it, it's something that you you don't necessarily necessarily think about, but uh, they play a very important role in our state. Um, on that note, though, saying that we're in Raleigh, I, I room uh, rent a condo here in Raleigh because you know we're up here a good bit. I uh, have to have to find ways to 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 get by, and uh, uh, I, I rent a condo with Senator Ralph Heiss, and we had this very interesting debate this morning on policy matters as to when does almond milk truly expire? Um, one, almond milk's a poor substitute for milk, but when you're in and out so much, it actually has a better shelf life. But we happen to notice in our refrigerator this morning that uh, we do have almond milk that is a month expired. I poured a little in the sink just to see what it looked like. No co- no coagulation. And uh, I, it certainly didn't smell because it's just almond juice. But nevertheless... Uh, things that you can think of today and uh, at late at night when uh, when you're trying to go to sleep. Uh, when does almond milk truly expire? If someone has an answer to that, you're welcome to call into the show, uh, 844-STUDIO-4. Uh, glad to hear, hear your take on that. Uh, lots of rumors in politics uh, these days as we start talking about the redistricting process. Uh, former state senator and now Congressman Jeff Jackson, there's a rumor that he believes he's going to be redistricted out. I don't know how he knows that because we haven't actually considered the maps yet. But nevertheless, uh, rumors abound, and uh, some have said that if he doesn't uh, get a favorable district to his liking, uh, you know, choose your voters kind of thing, uh, he's going to run for uh, attorney general. So that'll be an interesting development should that happen. Uh, a lot of folks are already out there gunning for uh, for office, even though the districts haven't been drawn. Uh, several several people have announced that they're running for office. We'll see. We know that Dan Bishop is running for attorney general, the, our congressman, uh, in the, I think it's the 8th district, uh, just, just east of, of Charlotte. Um, and uh, since he's running, that will certainly vacate one one seat uh, somewhere, no matter how it's drawn. Uh, there'll be a possibility there for folks to run for that 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 office as well. And we'll see what happens with Jeff Jackson. Uh, I can equivocally say that I am not a candidate for uh, Congress, and despite the rumors that I just started here on this show, um, <clears throat> and uh, I appreciate all the thoughts and well wishes. Uh, we got a lot of work to do here in Raleigh, and uh, glad to do it. Uh, Again, it's a $30 billion budget. Uh, people were, were pretty thrilled. Uh, we, we, it was a bipartisan vote, though I was doing the a, a taping of a show, State Lines. It runs on PBS on Fridays. If you get my newsletter, 
we send links out to things like that, so they'll be in the newsletter this week. Uh, State Lines is on North Carolina PBS. It's a fun show. I really like the format because it's it's really 30 minutes of, of kind of talking heads in politics. And uh, this week we had Rufus Edmondson on, uh, who's a former attorney general in North Carolina, former commerce secretary, uh, Democrat, uh, but a dear friend, good guy. I uh, really always love his perspective on things because he's been around state government for a long time. And uh, now he does mostly focuses on guarding and uh, opining on politics. But we had a, a great discussion and also Representative Crawford uh, from this area here in Raleigh uh, was on the show with us, uh, as well as Pat Ryan, a, a, a public relations consultant. So good discussion. If you get that in the newsletter, check it out or you can go to PBSNC and find that. Uh, if you want to get our newsletter, you can write me at jason.sane, S-A-I-N-E, at ncleg.gov and just request to be on the newsletter. Love to have you on there. Uh, you're listening to All Things Sane. Uh, really appreciate uh, you watching or listening. We've got a lot to talk about. We have Senator Overcash and also Joe Boss with the Charlotte Regional Alliance coming up. If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on Earth. All Things Sane. Representative Cameron Sane. We've got fun and games. we got everything you want, honey. We know the names. We are the people that can find. Welcome back to All Things Sane. You're, I'm your host, Representative Jason Sane. You are listening on WSIC or watching online or listening with Spotify or something. Anyway, however you're getting us, we really appreciate you being on and listening uh, to us. Today, we've got joining me uh, State Senator Brad Overcash from Gaston County. Uh, on, on, the, uh, on the intro to the show, I said he's a freshman senator, but quite honestly, one, he's been around in and around politics for a long, long time. But after a session as long as this one, which is still going, by the way, technically speaking, uh, I don't know that anybody qualifies as a freshman. I, I told uh, Senator Evercash uh, before we came on that he's, he's either at least a redshirt freshman, uh, but I, I feel like he's probably lived a thousand lives and deaths here at the legislature this session. Welcome to the show, Senator Brad Evercash. Thank you, Representative Sane. I really appreciate you having me on, my friend. Well, glad to have you, and, and you represent Gaston County. That, that, that's the entirety of your district, correct, all, all of Gaston? <clears throat> yes, I have, I have all of Gaston except for three precincts in the northwest corner. Uh, Ted Alexander has those, but I have all the rest of Gaston. Well, welcome. Welcome. This is your first time on the show. Uh, we should have like a little sound effect for that or something. But that, nevertheless, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, you, one, jumped right in uh, feet first. Uh, you, you have been in and around politics for a while. You were uh, the Republican Party chairman in Mecklenburg at one point in time, uh, have been our 10th congressional district chairman. Uh, so you've been been around politics on, on the other side of it, trying to help people get elected. Uh, and then and then last year, when Senator Kathy Harrington retired, who's a dear friend, uh, you you ended up uh, winning the winning the position. I tell them what you won. Um, you, you've uh, you, you've done a great job. You jumped head head first in and uh, have, and re- really were a part of this budget process. And that's not something that most freshmen either get to do or want to do. And you had the good sense enough to know that that is that is where a lot of the action happens at the legislature. Tell me your impressions about uh, about the process. Well, you know, I I will say this. I as you know, I I sat in on as many budget meetings as I could. Uh, sit in on, and my the, the overwhelming pr- impression I had was, um, 
you serving as a House budget chairman, you and your colleagues on the House side, Senator Jackson, uh, Senator Heiss, and Senator Lee on the Senate side, it, it is amazing, and I wish the people of this state could better understand how many hours y'all spend working on that budget for us. Um, it, was, it was amazing to me. Every time I would finish up a committee meeting that I was on, I'd go into that room, and y'all would still be there. 10, 12, 14 hours some days, and uh, that, that was amazing to me. People do not really have any idea what it takes to put together a $30 billion budget for the 10.5 million people in North Carolina. It's, uh, it's really quite, quite the feat. Well, th- thank you for saying so, and thank you for being a part of it. I, I always believe that we should build our bench. Um, you know, we won't always be here, the people that are, that are serving. And knowing that, that uh, you went in and, and wanted to learn a lot about that process, I think it's incredibly important. Uh, we, we started this a couple of years ago when, when one of our freshman leaders was just, just dumb enough to ask. Like I tell my son, always be dumb enough to ask. And he was dumb enough to ask, hey, could I sit in on the budget process? And so uh, we did it first, and, and the Senate thought, well, that's a pretty good idea, too. Uh, particularly, you know, knowing that that people eventually do retire. Uh, Senator Kathy Harrington was one of my counterparts as a budget chair. Uh, but, you know, like like everyone in politics, you, you either retire uh, because you voluntarily retire or you get retired because people, uh, uh, you know, decide to move move to a different person uh, or, or some people die in office. So uh, that's that's the that's of the choices. That's probably the worst way to go. Um, although, you know, I always want to go out like my grandfather did, uh, you know, in his sleep. Uh, not like the people that were in the car with them. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, oh. it is uh, <laughs> just kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, I really do appreciate you being a part of that process. Uh, you realize just how much time it takes. And, and you've got a family that, that uh, and a wife, a loving wife that uh, lets you do this. But a lot of times you, not most times, all times probably, uh, you, you want to get back as soon as you can. But there's a lot of work to do up here as well. Yeah, I know that's that's right. There's a, there's always a balance that that is to be had, and uh, just like you, uh, if we if we don't have pressing business in Raleigh, uh, both you and I head west and get back home. And uh, I think it's just uh, you have to be willing to be a road warrior to do this, and and uh, the the drive's not that bad once you get used to it. And it's good to get well, back. You know, it's it's worth. It. Oh, go ahead. Go <clears throat> ahead. Yeah. It's going to get back. I was going to say, uh, it's, 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 well, you know, it's worthwhile. And, and, and one good example is something that you and I worked on together. It's worthwhile for the people back home. Um, uh, the listeners may or may not know, we share a community college between Lincoln County and Gaston County. It's called Gaston College, but it serves both of our counties. And um, uh, you and I worked very hard together, and I'm very appreciative for your efforts to bring a regional health sciences center to Gaston College. It's a 60 million dollar project uh, that's going to revolutionize healthcare and nursing in this area for generations to come. Because you're right, you and I aren't going to be here forever, one way or the other, and we have to try to do things that are going to have an impact for the future. And I very much appreciate your partnership in that um, and the, uh, the appropriation for that. It's going gonna, it's gonna to revolutionize things. And when you're working on things like that, it makes it easier to be away from home. I think you would agree. Be- 
Well, I do. You get to see the benefit of, of, of the hard work. And, and to your credit, uh, you were you were a board member, actually the board president at Gaston College before you came to, to the uh, legislature. Uh, so, you know, you know just how desperate uh, we were to have something like that and what it will mean and how it will impact. Uh, to your point, both Gas and Lincoln and Mecklenburg County, too, for that matter, Cleveland County, uh, we, we are in desperate need of health care workers. And this will be a, a good step forward for that. I agree. I completely agree. Well, and it's and it's no small feat, by the way, uh, when when uh, people started, you know, this week, people are looking through the budgets of reporters and so forth. And uh, apparently somebody at one of the universities noticed that uh, UNC Charlotte got twenty five million dollars toward a football stadium. That does come with a $25 million match from a, from a private donor. Um, but getting $60 million for, for Gaston College, um, that, was, that was not easy. And uh, you and I decided to work on that together. I uh, figured you in the Senate and, and me in the House that we could probably get something done. And we had help along the way. Our, our other colleagues from, from, from Gaston, of course, and were, were helpful in, in, in advocating for it. But... Uh, Part of it's being in the room. It's, it makes it much harder uh, for people to tell you no when they've got to see you every day. So, so you being a part of that process and in the room was uh, a big shot in the arm. Well, I, I, like I said, I really appreciated your partnership with that. And you're right, we had we had help from the from the rest of the delegation, um, and just really very proud of what we accomplished with that and and the people of gas and lincoln counties and like you said it's really a regional as the name implies a regional uh center and i think our our health systems uh in not only our two counties but also mecklenburg cleveland and surrounding systems are going to benefit for a long time to come well that yes absolutely uh and uh, it is fun to see you know kind of the, the results of your work uh but there's a lot more we do at the legislature and a lot more we do in our personal lives, too. You, by trade, are, are an attorney. Is that correct? I am. I am. I'm, a, I'm an attorney. I'm a, uh, a partner at Parker Poe uh, with my office in downtown Charlotte and um, uh, have, have practiced law now for, for 17 years and really have enjoyed that. It's been a great profession and um, uh, something I'm thankful to be able to do. Well, how do, how do you balance that? People, people you know, obviously the, our salaries are public. You get paid $14,000 a year for your service at the legislature. No one does it for the money. If they're getting rich doing it, they're doing it wrong, by the way. But uh, you, you have to balance that. You have you have client work that you have to do. Uh, and you don't just to get to leave that at home and come back to it when you want to. You, you end up bringing a lot of that work uh, to Raleigh with you. And when all the meetings are over and all the, uh, all the committee work's done, uh, you get to then go to work at night. Well, that has been the most difficult thing to balance. Uh, we were talking about family. With family, you can you can FaceTime when we're in Raleigh or, or do something like that. We can uh, you know, talk on the telephone, can get back. Uh, neither you nor I live uh, too far away. We can get back uh, any evening that we have to. Um, and so that one's easier to balance probably than client needs because uh, you know, if someone is in need of legal services, you can't say, well, hey, look, I'm in Raleigh. I'll call you in a couple of weeks. You, know, you have to tend to it. And uh, I've had some um, some of my colleagues that have been very helpful uh, and have given me a long runway on that. And I'm very appreciative of that. But 
uh, I'm just trying to do the best I can to balance that, uh, just like you do with your, with your work. It's not always easy, but we do the best we can. Well, uh, and, and I know everyone appreciates it. We're, we're coming up on a break here in just a few minutes, but uh, <clears throat> we've got on the phone with us Senator Brad Overcast. He represents Gasson County. Uh, he's in his first full term, but getting a full dose of it uh, this year with a long budget process and still going as we walk, you know work our way into redistricting over the next couple of weeks. Uh, also, uh, I did see that the governor uh, was a big fan of some of the other bills that we passed, um, issuing more vetoes. Uh, so I guess our work's still not done. We, we'll probably have to come back and override some vetoes. That, that sounds like fun. I, I'm, I'd rather enjoy overriding Governor Cooper's vetoes. So let's go back and do it. Well, we should tell him, don't threaten us with a good time, because uh, <laughs> we do, especially when you get to supermajorities. Uh, but we'll, 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 uh, we were able to accomplish a lot of things through the budget, which is going to become law. Uh, Medicaid expansion was one of those, but also opportunity scholarships, a huge part of that as well, uh, which has gotten a lot of press and a lot of, uh, a lot of looks here. But you've been listening to All Things Sane. We'll be back after the break. Senator Brad Overcash, thanks for being on today. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on Earth. All Things Sane with Representative Jason Sane. Welcome back here on WSIC. You're listening to All Things Sane. I am your host, Representative Jason Sane, broadcasting live from the Legislative Building this week. Uh, yet again, uh, not quite as intense as last week when we were on the precipice of passing a state budget. We got that budget passed last week uh, with a bipartisan vote. Uh, was uh, quite impressive to get that finally accomplished. Uh, we, we did that on Thursday and then worked all day Thursday, did work in the House, uh, went back into session at 9.30 for our Thursday session finishing up, uh, started early in the morning about 10 o'clock, uh, came back in at 9.30, and then shortly after midnight, uh, just ma- mainly because of a procedural matter, because uh, all bills get three readings, and that third reading was just after midnight uh, because we had a lot of folks who were leaving out the next morning and it just made sense since we were already there at the building doing the work. Um, you know, we got it done. Uh, a lot of folks don't understand that the legislature really sometimes can meet uh, from sunup to sundown, uh, just trying to get through all the work, slog through it. And uh, that was one of those days, uh, quite tiring. Uh, we did have a, about a three hour break where uh, you were surely went and took a nap and uh, opted to skip uh, uh, going out to dinner and just had dinner at my desk and, uh, and then continued on, but the, the nap was well worth it. Uh, now I'm well rest, well rested and uh, ready to go. Spent the weekend watching football. Hope you did too. Uh, my Charlotte 49ers and coach Biff Pogey, uh, went down to Florida. Uh, I was supposed to go to that game, but because of our work here, didn't make it down. Uh, but it was, uh, it was a great game, even though it was a, a loss for the 49ers to go in and play an SEC team like Florida and to really take them to task uh, and and hold them to a, a pretty low score, all things considered, uh, that was that was quite the uh, quite the game. Uh, they start uh, conference play, so that's all preseason. Preseason is done now. Start conference play this weekend in Dallas with SMU Southern Methodist, and that will be a great game. Uh, I get to take the family, and we're going to head out to Dallas and watch that game. So looking forward to that. Um, also for 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 me, it's just been a. Uh, uh, 
good ending to a, to a long process. Uh, we do a lot of other work in the meantime, though. Um, got a got a constituent letter, and I want to share with you, uh, just because these are the kind of things that that you get to do that really make your job worthwhile. And it and it comes from a, a constituent in Lincoln County. Uh, won't say her name, but she said, "I want to thank you uh, once again for the incredible part you had in helping me get my disability approved. I'm so appreciative of what you do for Lincoln County and my community as well. I cannot express my gratitude enough, and I wish you all the best. I really appreciate that. You don't get a lot of thank yous, and uh, it kind of touches you when you do. Uh, this person, uh, unfortunately, suffering through cancer and um, through through no fault of their own, uh, can't work, and uh, uh, you know have expenses out the at the wazoo, like a you know, thirty thousand dollar wheelchair and things of that nature, and called our office pretty desperate. Uh, even though disability is a federal uh, issue, uh, we do interface with with our congressional offices and our U.S. Senate offices, and uh, had reached out to. Uh, Representative Patrick McHenry in Congress and his staff, and he were just incredibly helpful. And I think we got that done within a month, which is not always the case. Um, you know, it is government, it is big and it's slow. But uh, uh, in this particular uh, instance, I think it was one of those that was certainly warranted and uh, everyone worked hard on it and a personal friend, but just glad to do that. So that's that's the uh, that's the real reward uh, when you do this job and, and getting a chance to interface and talk with you. Um, we've got a lot going on. Um, you know, like I say, we did get the budget passed. Um, that's one of the things that's going on, but also redistricting, uh, will be interesting if, if you live in Lincoln County and I represent you, uh, which I'm uh, one pleased to do and humbled to do, uh, good news is our district will not change. We're one of the few districts that, uh, fit the, um, uh, exact numbers, if you will, of, of one constitutional requirement of, of whole county if we can, uh, but then also reaching that number, I think this time within about 25 people of having the exact perfect district. Uh, in the NC Insider today, uh, quoted my dear friend, Trisha Cotham, Representative Cotham, as you know, made history earlier on in this session by helping us get to a 72 seat majority when she sh switched from Democrat to Republican. Uh, she was getting, of course, you know, when you do that, uh, people don't like it. They, particularly if they're, they're uh, hyper-partisan, uh, they didn't like the fact she switched and were criticizing her, saying that uh, she had, uh, you know, because of her switch, she obviously had gotten things in her district because of the switch. And uh, her quote today, I think it's classic and classic Trisha Cotham. Uh, she says, let's not forget, I started the minority and still brought back projects to the district. Uh, I think it's an incredible point to make. You know, when, when people elect people to run for office, uh, you may be Republican or Democrat, but the, the reality is that you're there to serve all people and to represent your district well. And she has done that, whether she's been a Democrat or Republican. And I just love kind of the uh, the stark there that she threw back out of that, uh, hey, you know, I was doing this before because she was effective and she has been effective and will remain effective. Uh, lots, lots going on for our region. Uh, this budget did show a lot of a uh, lot of investments. Uh, City of Charlotte uh, was, I think, really for one of the first times uh, in a long time able to to uh, receive some funding in the area that's necessary. Uh, we're going to have on uh, Joe Bost, who is with the Charlotte Regional Alliance. He'll be on at the after the eleven forty five break. Uh, we'll have him on, talk to him uh, till the end of the show, and discuss what that means for the Charlotte region. Uh, but a lot of a lot of different good a lot of good things going on. A lot of different things going on. Um, was in Charlotte last night with uh, Councilman Tart McCarry, who we've had on the show a number of times, and uh, he was doing a fundraiser. He's up for election this year, and uh, I got to headline a fundraiser for him. He's uh, a like a dear friend, uh, both with families, and we like to do esports and 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 do a lot of. Uh, 
cool tech things together because uh, that's the businesses that we're both in. Uh, but he had a big crowd down in Charlotte last night for a fundraiser and a, and a, and got to go out to dinner afterwards. We, we uh, before that, though, we went and talked to a group of young Republicans, the Mecklenburg County Young Republicans. And I met with them. They were at Dilworth Grill and one always good food and, and good company, but uh, really got to hear perspectives from from 20 and 30 somethings about uh, really our region and, and the state of the country and, and so forth. So that was that was enjoyable, a lot of fun. Um, you are listening to All Things Sane on WSIC. Really appreciate you listening. We've been doing this podcast now since, I guess, July 5th was our first and getting a lot of good feedback. Really do appreciate that. Uh, we were talking earlier about the newsletter. If you want to get the newsletter from my office, uh, kind of a companion to the podcast and everything that we do, good inside look to what's happening in Raleigh, you could write me at jason.sane, S-A-I-N-E, at ncleg.gov. And we'd be glad to say, just request, say, hey, I request to be put on that, that e-newsletter. We'll be glad to add you to that. We send it out once a week uh, so we don't try to uh, inundate your, your inbox. Occasionally, if there's an addendum or something that's gone on during the week, we might send an extra one. But don't try to overload you. And we can't ask for money. Uh, we can't politic to you. We can't even ask for your vote. So, because uh, we, we do that in our official capacity. And so it really is just to inform you about some of the things that, that we're working on here. Whether I represent you or not, uh, I think you'll find the information uh, pretty helpful. It is obviously geared toward uh, District 97 in Lincoln County, but uh, it also has a, a good regional focus. And we'll update you on a lot of the things happening here in Raleigh as it pertains to back home. So glad to do that for you. Um, I saw that, uh, you know, we're now getting into football season for sure, but also racing season's coming up. I heard during the break, the uh, uh, October 8th Roval at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Looking forward to that. Uh, it's a different race. It's a road race on a, as, they, as they redesign the, uh, the entire complex there at, at Charlotte Motor Speedway. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and I am a huge racing fan as well as football fan as well as baseball and go Dodgers and go Braves. But uh, it, it'll, it'll be a lot of fun, things that are coming up. And so we're glad to be able to get out and do things with our family. Senator Overcash indicated, uh, you know, as soon as we get done with work here in Raleigh, we like to go home because that's where we want to be, just like you. And, uh, and we really appreciate uh, the time that we do get to go home. Um, but I am looking forward to this game and traveling to Dallas over the weekend to watch UNC Charlotte, their first conference competition under new head coach Biff Pogey. Uh, Biff's a, a good friend and has become a, a, a just a he's a superhuman being that has really become he and I have really become close just kind of hit it off the mo moment we met and uh, to see him succeed with these young men is pretty impressive I'm not talking about whether or not they win a game or not uh, it really doesn't matter I mean it, obviously it matters because it's a competition but but really the impact in, in people's lives is fun to watch and fun to see how those those boys interact with them and, and how they've come together and coalesced as a team and really taken it to Florida uh, over the weekend, uh, did, didn't come away with a win, but it's an exciting game. We had my parents over at, at, at our house, and uh, I don't think anybody could sit still and actually watch the game. We were, we were hooping and hollering and yelling at the television because it's it really was pretty exciting to see uh, you know a school that didn't have a football team just ten years ago uh, really going in there and, and showing up and 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 putting on a show uh, for all the fans. Lots of fun. Uh, <clears throat> we. Um, we uh, have you know stuff to do during the fall. Uh, when once we do get out of the legislative session, if you're not familiar with the process, uh, once we do gavel out, if we ever get the gavel out, we have what we call interim committees, and that's where we do a lot of the research and a lot of the work and a lot of the uh, we do a lot of site visits too uh, throughout the state, depending on which committee it might be. 
I, I usually get to chair uh, the IT uh, information technology interim committee uh, or co-chair that with, with a senator or, and maybe another House member. Uh, we, we have done a number of visits um, that, that we do as far as information technology. We've toured the state's data centers, uh, been to the campus of UNC Charlotte to look what we do at, on data science uh, at our university levels. And, and, uh, and so it's, it's, a, it's a good time to learn more about what's happening in the state, but a little more laid back because it's not so intense because we're not in session. Uh, so legislation's not being crafted at that point. Um, and uh, <laughs> just got a, uh, watching my, uh, watching my uh, Facebook here, uh, interesting <laughs> comment, but that nevertheless, uh, really uh, it is, it's is time for us to learn once we get out of session and we'll share a lot of that with you. Maybe do some offsite broadcast too on Wednesdays. Uh, you're listening to All Things Sane here on WSIC. When we come back, we'll have Joe Boss from the Charlotte Regional Alliance. Appreciate you listening today and uh, as, as every week. Thank you very much. Listening to all things sane here at WSIC, or you might be listening to other via the podcast or watching on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, the various sundry places that you can find us. Joining me today is Joe Boss. He's with the Charlotte Regional Alliance, uh, Chief Advocate Officer. Uh, so you're here to advocate, uh, Joe Boss. Great to have you on. Uh, Mr. Chairman, it's truly an honor and a pleasure to be with you uh, this morning. Uh, when you when you made the call and asked if I would be on, I said to myself, you know, one thing is is not like the other. When you've got uh, people like Senator Overcash, who was on the program earlier, um, and then you have me, it just doesn't feel right. Uh, but I'm honored to have been asked by you to uh, to be on the program today. Well, Joe, you know, we've been friends for a long time, and because I, I do consider you a dear friend, I, I only let Overcash on via phone, so you did not compete with that perfect political hair that he's got, right? So, uh, uh, but you're rocking the beard now. Is this a fall thing that you're, you're, you're going to? Is that a, uh, giving something for the kids to hold on to at home, or what, what's, what's the beard? I mean, I, I think it's a really important question, uh, Mr. Chairman. And number one, uh, Senator Overcash uh, could never have this beautiful of a beard. Uh, it would just upset his look, that's for sure. But no, uh, in, all, in all sincerity, uh, I'm growing it in, in hopes that uh, if I don't shave it between now and uh, the, the Major League Baseball playoffs, maybe our beloved Los Angeles Dodgers, your team and mine, uh, we'll win it all again. So uh, a little superstition in uh, in the reason I'm growing the beard today. Well, hey, fingers crossed. I, I hope I hope I, I want to encourage the beard. Then uh, it's a, it's a good look. Um, you know, we do ask tough questions here on this show. That's uh, the kind of hard hitting journalism that we have. Uh, much like the the very first question that we posed at the head at the start of the show was, uh, does almond milk ever really expire? And one, I guess you could also ask, is it really milk since it comes from uh, almonds and uh, and it's really milk juice, I guess, or 
almond juice or I, I don't know. But nevertheless, uh, Senator Heiss and I discovered today that we had some that has had since expired by a month, according to the date on the package. I, I poured a little in the sink just to see. Had the same consistency and still has no smell. So I don't know. I think this is something that we'll have to dig further into and maybe maybe something for a later show or even possibly a legislative inquiry. Well, yeah, Mr. Chairman, uh, I, I don't typically like to delve into highly controversial topics like whether or not almond milk is actually milk or juice. Uh, my father-in-law is a recovering dairy farmer, so I, I have a personal point of view, uh, but I know uh, there are, there are a, a, an array of opinions across the state um, uh, on, on that topic. And so um, that highly controversial. And I, I, I applaud you for even uh, raising the question at the top of the show. <laughs> well, and maybe something better answered by cows. I don't know. I don't contact my ex-girlfriend. So nevertheless, uh, that's a joke. That's a joke. Um, <laughs> they're all wonderful people. Uh, just kidding. Uh, no, in all seriousness, we got you on the show today. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, the Charlotte region, uh, your role, what you do. Uh, we get to see you here at the legislative building a good bit because that's part of what you do, uh, kind of communicating what's happening in the Charlotte region, not just Charlotte, but really the region uh, from the from the business, business perspective of, of uh, how what we do at the legislature can either help or hurt you. And uh, hopefully we've done more help than harm. And uh, at each session is always that's a question mark to start with and end with. But uh, really appreciate the fact that you come up and, and do communicate with with not just me, but with with all legislators up here about what's going on here. You don't do it in a partisan fashion. That's not your role. Uh, you really just represent the community and the business community in particular. But uh, tell us a little bit more about about what Charlotte Regional Alliance is doing and uh, and how you think this budget turned out for for Charlotte. Yeah, uh, thanks for the question, Mr. Chairman. So quickly on the Charlotte Regional Business Alliance, we're a uh, we're a uh, a result of a part uh, of a merger back in 2019 of the Charlotte Chamber and the Charlotte Regional Partnership. And so what uh, our board members said was we wanted to take the best of both uh, uh, legacy organizations and really create a uh, a chamber and economic development organization on steroids. And so that's exactly what we do. We uh, we advocate on behalf of the uh, Charlotte region's business community in Raleigh, in D.C., at the local level, and even in Columbia, South Carolina. Um, and also, we've got a team of, of qualified people that uh, travel domestically and internationally trying to bring business to the Charlotte region every single day. And so... Uh, we put a premium on making sure we have good pro-business policies uh, that we can go and sell to companies who are looking at this region. Look, as you know, um, and I know, the labor shed is across the region. It's not siloed into one particular county or the other. And so if we get a win in Lincoln County, it's going to benefit uh, Mecklenburg County. It's going to benefit, you know, Cleveland County. It, and frankly, it'll probably benefit um, York County, Lancaster County, and South Carolina. I mean, we're all in this together. And so we make it our mission to be as regional as, as we possibly can. But as it relates to the budget this year, um, I just want to start off by saying thank you. Um, you had an open door to us uh, as it relates to the priorities of, of the business community. And, and I'll tell you, I can't think of a time in recent memory where the Charlotte's region, where the Charlotte region's contributions to the state were, were really so well recognized in, in the state budget. You know, I, I want to highlight a few things. One, as you know, the, the Charlotte Douglas International Airport is our number one economic development asset um, in our region. 
and what you all did to extend the jet fuel sales tax exemption for another five years was absolutely tremendous. And we can't thank you enough for it. But you've also made some strategic investments as it relates to another key economic development asset we have, which is UNC Charlotte. I know you're well acquainted uh, with UNC Charlotte being an alum, but the university receiving uh, $5 million for uh, engineering NC's future, and then uh, nearly $2 million for for esports. So tremendous investments being made there, not to mention uh, what you all have done on the uh, on the economic development side r- relating to you know key projects and and I'll acknowledge uh, the role that you all played at the state uh, with the uh, with project breakpoint um, it's a tremendous sign that the legislature and local leaders are are in direct alignment uh, that we want to to land this tennis tournament here in Charlotte and uh, the fact that uh, city, county, and state leaders all rallied together to say we want this is a tremendous message and can't thank you enough. But I've got a list uh, about a mile long, Mr. Chairman, of, of items um, that you all put in this budget that we're just tremendously appreciative of. Well, you're very welcome and, and glad to do that because to your point, you know, we, we don't, you know, operate in a, in a vacuum, right, or in a silo. Um, you know, what happens for, for one county matters. I mean, it's, it's why we do this show. And, and even though I represent Lincoln County, you know, you know on, on, on paper and officially, uh, you know, a lot of the decisions that, that I get to make and that, that my, my colleagues get to make impact the entire region. And it's important. I mean, we were just talking last night. You mentioned that jet fuel um, uh, tax abatement to, for five more years. Uh, the reason that's important, it means that American will continue to have a hub in in charlotte uh, which means that we get all the benefit of being able to you know one grab a lot of great regional flights uh flights you know direct to a lot of places in the in the continental united states but also a lot of that foreign travel as well uh so as we go to recruit uh businesses in and around uh, uh the globe uh not just in, in and around north carolina but recruit them to north carolina and do business with them uh it it's, makes a tremendous difference and you know just as a consumer you know i i'd live 30 minutes from the airport uh and i was talking to my friend andy Dolan, who used to be in the house last night and uh or used to be in the house i was talking to him last night uh we were talking about how i can probably be at the airports quicker than he can and he lives in mecklenburg county uh, just simply because of you know distance and traffic and so forth, so it's a it's incredibly important um, that that it's such an economic you know shot in the arm. I was talking with Tracy that uh, that works with American. Uh, she was very happy too to see that happen because they can they can then plan and make their investments uh, as they continue to do. If you've been to the airport at all in the last ten years, you know that place changes overnight. Uh, incredibly changes overnight and just keeps growing and it matters a lot and it matters it matters for in terms of opportunity uh, you mentioned the university uh, that that really is centered right there also our community college system uh, that you know CPCC you know is a great part of getting our workforce both the both the community college and the university getting that workforce that we need to keep growing uh, because if you're not growing you're dying and that's when that's when things look like Detroit and Los Angeles and so forth and we don't want to be those uh, we're, we're in a much yeah. better better place and uh, appreciate your work on that and and constantly 
trying to recruit new business to the region uh, because it just means opportunity. Uh, you know, when we talked a little bit about sports too and about some of the uh, things that the, the Hornets or the racetrack or, uh, you know, the, the Panthers bring to it. And if the Panthers just get a win, uh, it would be nice. But uh, but nevertheless, uh, it, it, I'm still going to be going to the games. We'll be there Sunday. So uh, uh, be a lot of fun. If I may, I want to double down on a point that you're making about the importance of the the jet fuel tax exemption. While obviously the the Charlotte um, hub that we have with American Airlines um, is going to benefit, this is this is going to benefit every airline across this state. So as we see new flights getting added, whether it's at RDU or in Wilmington or in Asheville or in Charlotte or or heck even in Cabarrus County, where we do have another commercial service airport. Um, those policies impact the entire state, and I think it, it just helps everybody uh, in a positive way. Um, so, again, just really appreciate um, the thoughtfulness that, that you all um, had with uh, with this policy in particular. Well, glad to do it. I, actually, we'll be flying in and out of uh, Concord this weekend, so something a little different. Uh, Appreciate you joining us today, Joe Boss with Charlotte Regional Alliance. Uh, we, are, we are already out of time, so I apologize, but we'll have you back on, Joe. Appreciate the work that you do uh, and appreciate Senator Evercash for coming on a little earlier. Appreciate you listening to All Things Sane on WSIC. We'll have you back, Joe Boss. Have a good weekend, man, and go Dodgers. Thank you. Good to be with you. Yes, sir. Take care.